Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Fightful Pro Wrestling. I'm your host, Denise Salcedo. Today, we are going to be chatting Impact Wrestling No Surrender. We got a night full of betrayals, some awesome wrestling, and tons to get into here today. But before we go ahead and get started, I want to introduce to you my uh, my co-host for today. We've been doing all of the Impact shows, so I figured, like, let's keep it going. Let's keep it, uh, let's keep it happening since we're both, uh, you know, I think we do pretty well together please welcome steven jensen of the weekender podcast what's up steven yeah thanks denise yeah i thank you for uh, having me on again i love doing these impact post shows usually do just the pay-per-views but now branching out a bit more into doing the impact plus shows with you as well and i'm glad we're doing it because impact has had a consistently good show for quite a while um i thought this was a good show we'll get into it some hits and some misses as, as we'll get to as we uh go through this but i'm having a good night denise um today i've watched probably probably five or six pro wrestling shows and the UFC. So this has been a, a great day for combat sports. What shows did you watch on the wrestling side of things? So I don't want to miss anything out, but I watched <laughs> uh Jersey championship wrestling. I watched uh elimination chamber, um, black label pro Sean Henderson presents. Those are both on IWTV. Um, I obviously impact. And then, I avoided spoilers. Do not tell me in the chat, please, what happened on GCW tonight. I'm watching it after this post show. Um, so I think that was that was pretty much pretty much all of it, I think, for today. But there was a lot more shows, but that was all I could really keep up with. Dude, today I saw somebody on Twitter say, like, what is this, a super Saturday full of wrestling? And I was like, yeah, you know what? This person's right. This kind of does feel like a loaded Saturday so much, like, wrestling all around. Like, I saw people that were like, oh, you're not watching this. Oh, why? well, I'm watching this. And I'm like, guys, I have two sets of eyeballs. I only got so many hours in the day. You know, I already put in my uh, three hours to watch Elimination Chamber, like, bright and early in the morning. And then from there, I took a break. Went, had a burrito, you know, did my thing. And then I came back, you know, watched Impact Wrestling No Surrender. And so it was pretty much an entire day of pro wrestling as, you know, uh, it's kind of similar to what you did here today. And here's the thing, though, Steven, I got to tell you, 
and I'm sure you can sort of uh, attest to this, is that when you're watching so much wrestling, especially all on the same day, do you feel like you need to, you need more to be impressed? Or do you feel like your levels of like what you think uh, you would normally enjoy is about the same? That's that's a good question. Um, it it really depends. Like, I guess you kind of do have to do something to kind of stand out a little bit more for me to like really remember it because I'm just watching so much volume of like different stuff. Um, so I guess to answer your question, yes, but I'll be honest. And this is kind of, I don't usually look at things this like pessimistically, but it, it, it's more so I'll really remember the really bad stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Like the, the really bad stuff will really, really stick out. The really good stuff will really, really stick out. And then the rest of it, I'm just hoping for like decent shows throughout. You know what I mean? Exactly. So I'll tell you this, like for me, like when I start watching so much, specifically on the same day, my, you got to impress me just a little bit more. So granted, but granted, no surrender was up against Elimination Chamber, uh, two totally different uh, universes, uh, like universes, universes, is that a word? Universe, it's like two different universes. Yeah, that's a word. Okay. Well, it's two totally different worlds. That's what I'm trying to get at with Impact and, you know, Elimination Chamber and everything that we saw down there. So I think for me, like a lot of what I I watched today on No Surrender was honestly like really good. Uh, we got just top to bottom a lot of really good stuff. But as soon as we go ahead and jump into that, uh, we will get into it. But before I do, I want to make sure that everybody here watching, uh, you guys know the drill. You guys come on here. You're on Fightful all the time. If you at any point want to make sure that your comment, your question, or your statement gets read on this stream, please feel free to send in a super chat. If you do send in a super chat, you get your comment read on here and on top of that steven and i get to keep coming and covering these impact wrestling shows uh you know a lot of people like to always you know people like to give me like thank yous like for watching and covering impact wrestling and i'm like dude their product is phenomenal like why wouldn't i be but at the same time you know not a lot of people are uh so it is nice to come on here and talk about that so if you want to make sure that these shows keep coming to you uh feel free to send in a super chat at any point or you can also send in a humper chat and Luis police uh, somewhere in this chat here we go uh, he has the links so you guys can go over to humperchats.com and you can send in your humper chat and we will we will be pulling those up as we go through everything but let's go ahead and jump right into this now uh steven you watched the pre-show I did. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. So I don't want, you know, there's, uh, you know, there's only like so much, I guess we can say about the pre-show, but I do want to take a second, you know, just to point out that we did have the return of Trey Miguel, a non-title match against John Schuyler. You know, good, you know, I'm happy to see Trey Miguel. He was gone for a bit, obviously, uh, personal reasons as to why he was gone. It was nice to see him back. Uh, we also got to Neil Dashwood and Havoc, which was a very, uh, I liked this match. We saw Havoc get the win here. Uh, how did you feel about the pre-show? I thought it was a strong pre-show for it being a half hour long. Um, and I apologize for anyone. Look, I got new glasses and I'm realizing how much like the, the reflects off my new lenses. So I'll keep that in mind going forward. I can't see my own eyes, which is a little bit weird. Um, but there's nothing I can do about it. And I'll be blind if I take my glasses off. But as far as the, uh, the pre-show, I did think it was good. And I have a soft spot for, uh, for Trey Miguel and what he's doing because um full disclosure, my, my mother, my grandmother and my aunt have all passed from breast cancer and, Trey Miguel really representing out there for people who've gone through that. Um, we're in the pink and, you know, um, I can empathize a lot and relate a lot to what he's going through right now. So I just want to say thoughts out to Trey Miguel and his family. Um, and it was great to see him out there doing his thing tonight. I thought he looked awesome. And then in the, uh, the second match, I thought Havoc and Dashwood was, was solid for what it was. I thought these, I think impact does a good job on their pre-shows of 
getting people who are on the fence about maybe ordering to i think they 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 lean some people towards ordering with with their pre-shows and i think they had some solid matches here yeah they definitely did the pre-shows go really fast half hour two matches i think that's like a really good format so i hope that like if like more pro wrestling shows you know they start to do the pre-show thing i think that having those two matches and like really quickly like chop down a little bit of the talking get the action going it just goes so much faster especially at a nice little half hour show to kind of get the people like you said uh who are on the fence to actually go out and order the show and whatnot after all that's the point of the pre-show right exactly Um, Cool. So let's go ahead and hop into the opening match of the day. Uh, Literally, just looking at the names, I already knew that this was going to be a banger. We had a fatal four-way match uh, to determine the new number one contender for the X Division Championship. So we had Chris Bay, who I love, Jake something, Ace Austin, Mike Bailey. Already those four names are like, damn, this is going to be a uh, it's going to be a spot fest. And that is kind of what we got here. Um, Some really awesome moments. Obviously, you know, Jake something is uh if you're thinking like who's one person that sticks out like a sore thumb out of these four guys it's definitely jake something and he's a you know a lot larger in size but i thought that he brought something special not only to just you know to this you know x division but to this particular match we saw you know chris bay going out and really like busting out all of this awesome moments like really nice frog splash and then you have mike bailey on the other hand who's just you know coming to impact wrestling starting to make a name for himself going out there doing standing shooting star press doing all of you know his really fast uh you know kicking and all of that ace austin who's also you know just always going out there and doing crazy stuff uh so let's talk about this match how did you feel about this out of these four guys who did you feel was the standout in this match so i think they all did a great job of all standing out on their own like everyone was a winner in this one for the most part um as far as obviously jay something was the actual winner and he is going to be the the number one contender for the exhibition title and what's interesting about that is and i don't know just because i haven't checked in a minute but there's a lot of reports that jay something's contract was coming up with impact at the end of this month and i don't know if something's changed or not um that might be public knowledge it might not i'm not sure um where he's at with that but it was nice to see because i didn't think he would win because i don't know what his status in the company is but he does present something so different, kind of like Steve Macklin in a way. They've been going with guys lately that really don't fit the like quote unquote X division mold. And uh, but Jay something is a guy I've been watching him for for years. Um, I, I was a big fan of his work, especially in like Glory Pro Wrestling out of the the St. Louis area, and and I love what he's done on Impact um, in his time there with with cousin Jake or sorry um, Cody Deaner and him being cousin Jake and everything. And Ace Austin and Chris Bay, we are perennially talking about should be main event guys should have been main event guys should have already been the world champions and they're both in the same spot really where they've like won that division title but like the title reigns didn't live up to what we were all hoping they would but they're like obviously great performers that we want to see getting pushed and then you got speedball who i saw you talk to uh pretty recently uh brilliant but, guy too Takes yeah he's very very like uh very into everything that he does and there's a reason why he does everything I, I love it. And there's a reason why he's got that uh that hairdo that he does. He looks he looks very much like if I was watching a karate movie in the 90s, like I would expect to see a guy that looks exactly like him. You know what I mean? Just clean cut, got that karate look. Um, but I love his in-ring style. We talked about his debut the last time we were together on the show when Mike Bailey won 
um, it was like a scramble match or something like that, that he won on the last pay-per-view on his way in. So they clearly have big plans for him. They're, te- they're teasing Mike Bailey and Ace Austin as a tag team. Like that's going to be awesome for as long as it lasts, probably not very long, but uh, that's all to say. Those are, these are four great talents that I think have super bright features, all four of them. But I was the most surprised to see Jake something win. I thought they were going to really, really put speedball in that position because they really um, kind of highlighted him since he's been in the company. Exactly. Yeah, I think you brought up good points. And also kind of touching back on Jake something, when he hit the freaking, uh, when he hit the black hole slam, when he did that, it's just like he caught Ace Austin. Like literally, Ace Austin was flying to him. He grabs him, readjusts him, hits the move, and it's like, shit, gets the win like that. I thought it kind of just really showed like the massive amount of like strength and power that he has. So it was a really cool finish too. So honestly, like this was a nice, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to now that you know jake something is now the number one contender so i think that this is going to be a nice little uh you know just spicing things up in the x division bringing something just a little bit different so i'm definitely uh was a big fan of this here um once again guys for those of you who want to send in your thoughts your comments your question you can either send them in at humperchats.com or you can go ahead and send in a super chat and i am going to be reading them as we hit those topics before we move on to our next match though we did get a super chat over from van twinblade who says black wrestlers matter st louis just got done it was amazing the video will be up soon because the internet at the place was ass um that's good to know i haven't uh seen but at least you know uh like we said it was a super saturday full of lots of wrestling uh thank you so much to von twinblade for also sending in this super chat i really appreciate it um all right so let's go ahead and continue on before we get into the next match which i cannot wait to mark out about uh let's talk really quickly about that Eric Young promo because I feel it's something we cannot skip Steven uh he goes out there and just to kind of touch base on a little bit about what he said he was basically saying like he was talking about his reputation his reputation as a pro wrestler and some of the things that he was saying like he was kind of you know throwing a couple of shots here and there one of which was him saying like I'm not gonna go outside and wait outside someone's door to pitch an idea I'm not you know I think he said like I'm not some a skinny guy or something like that that gets over on the internet and I'm thinking Jesus Eric Young like he's really you know throwing shots at a lot of different people and he basically says like I'm a wrestler and I love my reputation and Eric Young is legitimately one of the best workers out there so for him to go out there and basically be like this is who I am and this is what I like to be oh dude I was marking out for this so much how did you feel about this oh I absolutely loved it I feel the same way um Eric Young is another one of those guys I remember really getting into him big time back in like the early 2000s with his like original run with, with Impact and living in Nashville at the same time as him. I got to see him at the Nashville Fairgrounds and he's like a main event level guy in Nashville on like the shows that he does. And he just seems like such a good dude. And uh, I just feel like he was really, really seriously underutilized in the WWE. He was treated pretty well in NXT with Sanity. But then after that, it was like, so I feel like he still has that chip on his shoulder where it's like, I got, I got to WWE. They didn't do anything with me. I'm back kind of where I was before. And I know he's dealt with some injury, uh, you know, that that's, you know, but he's a terrific performer and I think he's a great talker and he's a unique guy in the wrestling business. And, and I thought too. very, yeah, brilliant. And, and I, I just, I love the promo I, and I, it really felt like he was being genuine in what he was saying. He was, he was turning the volume up, you know, to, to get his point across and his character across. But like, I think there's a lot of truth in what he was saying tonight. 
Yeah, I think for me, like, I think one of the things that really hit hard and why I specifically wanted to talk about it was legitimately when you think of a lot of the, you know, the scripted promos that were seen, especially the ones that are shot like this, you know, the, the more of the, you know, the very production heavy ones. I feel like this is the best one that I've seen in a very long time, just because I think so much rang true to who he is and who his identity is. And so for me, like, that's the reason why it essentially got over. But we got a, a super chat from Comrade uh, Muchach. Uh, Mucha- Mucha- I was like, that's not how you spell muchacho but muchacho mutachio all right um here we go uh so he says uh uh how many super chats to get a thursday night fightful review of impact like you all do for weekly aew wwe shows impact has become a must watch um we have a fight an impact wrestling watch along show on twitch correct we used to. So we're not allowed to do that anymore. Me and Joel Pearl actually <laughs> used to do that. And when they switched over to YouTube, we can't watch them on Twitch anymore. They sent a thing out to... Anyways, um, but I do cover Impact Wrestling every Sunday on the Fightful Select Weekender. So if y'all want to hear... I won't be doing it tomorrow on tomorrow's show because we're doing you know this show that you're watching right now. But I normally do cover everything with Impact. And I also... Um, I also do the spoilers. Like when the spoilers come out, I talk about the spoilers. We get those out there early and we give thoughts about that. Also, there's the spotlight with myself and Jeremy. That's every Thursday um, at 2 p.m. Eastern. So on Thursdays, if you want some more Impact Talk, me and Jeremy cover multiple topics and Impact Wrestling is usually something we talk about. So um, Comrade, if you uh, if you enjoy Impact, The Weekender and The Spotlight uh, would be two good places to check out, I think. Awesome. And then for the pay-per-views and all of that, you know, Steven and I will be here, but thank you so much for sending this in. Uh, just a heads up guys. Like if you want something, uh, the more demand, uh, that there is for it, it, it will happen. So just a heads up to everybody. Um, all right. So let's get into the match that I want to talk about. So excuse me, Steven, but I got to go like off on this because I thought this was my favorite match that I saw the entire day. Okay. I'm sitting before oh. you do it. I'm going to try black Tarus. <laughs> Good job. Yes. Good job. <laughs> I love how you were like, I need to do this. Like, this is my moment. I need to get it out before you say it. Cause I'm going to compare how I said it to how you're about to say it. <laughs> All right. So, now, now I'm confused. Like now I don't know what I'm saying anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so anyway, so we had uh, Jonah versus Black Taurus. And <laughs> I don't know. Do I say it much differently than no, you No, you say it the correct way, I believe. I, I'm I trying know. to say it close to the correct way. I used to say Black Taurus. And everyone was like, dude, you're saying that way too. Like, that, that isn't right. But yeah, I, but that I, was... <laughs> My whole thing, that was the whole argument, not the whole <laughs> argument, but the whole discussion that I had last time where I was like, if you can't say something like the way that I guess it's supposed to be said, I rather prefer it the mere <laughs> Americanized way than like the fake than the fake way. Cause I think they were calling them like Toru's last time or something. I don't even know anymore. Yeah. Anyways, but the whole point of this though was that this was my favorite match that I saw all day today. I don't care. Like we got so many good matches. I'm not going to lie to you. We got a lot of good matches tonight on tonight's show. But in terms of like everything that I saw the entire day, uh, this was the match where I legitimately had an honest to God reaction. I was laying down Steven on the couch and I was like literally laying down tweeting and doing my little notes and being all lazy about it. And uh, there was a moment during this match with Black Thout who's uh, freaking did the torneo plancha. And I swear to God, I stood the hell up and I was like, oh my God, Black Thout is like, it was just so freaking insane. Um, So let's talk about this match because here's the thing that I first want to touch on. You got Jonah, who is this massive guy and I just saw him uh, um, wrestle live at New Japan Strong on Rivals 
God, yesterday, I think it was the day before. I don't even know what day it is anymore. But I got to see him there. And I was front row. And I saw how massive he is. And, like, we know that he's massive on TV. Well, he's a whole other level of massive in person. Now, let me tell you, Black Taurus, I've also seen him in person. I've ring announced him several times. And he is a big dude, too. Um, And so kind of seeing Jonah really kind of make Black Daudus look like he's so tiny was so impressive to me, just like within that one moment, because it was like, he's a big guy. Well, he's a bigger guy. Uh, but this was so much fun. I think that they really just did a good job at having both guys like do cool stuff. Uh, Jonah tossing Black Daudus like multiple times. That was awesome. Black Daudus doing those like massive headbutts to the to the head of Jonah. That was great. Uh, the tsunami splash from Jonah was phenomenal too. Uh, so those were a couple of the moments that occurred in this. But Steven, uh, did you love this much as this match as much as I did? I, th I thought it was great. It was a really, really well done match. Um, I think the result was right. You know, they're really pushing Jonah and he's real impressive. I mean, as, I mean, obviously a big part of it is, is the impressive with his, how, how big he is with his size and the stuff that he can do and how agile he is. I love his tsunami splash. Like that's one of the most believable moves in all of wrestling. Just seeing that dude come off the top rope and just land on you. It's like, that's, that should be a finisher. I love it. Um, Tarus, um, he is super impressive as well. And, you know, I love seeing him in and outside of, of Impact Wrestling. Uh, he's a guy who, on first glance, I think a lot of people would just kind of think is kind of like a goofy character. Because, like, this dude dressed like a bull with, like, the the, the 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 big mask helmet thing on and everything. But then he, he can really go in the ring. Like, he really can. He's a great wrestler. So... Um, I enjoyed this match a lot, and and I I really like the finish. Uh, with I I just I I mark out every time I see Jonah go off the top rope with that splash. I just think it's perfect. Now the other thing that I really feel like I need to bring up too, and I was trying to formulate this in a thought on a tweet, and I kept writing it out, and it just wasn't coming out the way that I wanted to say it. So I was like, all right, let me explain this more on the podcast. And here's one of the things that I want to touch on. Uh, one of the things that you know. Obviously, being Latina and a lot of people are always talking about, you know, Lucha and, you know, representation for Latinos and wrestling, etc. Right. So a lot of times uh, there are, you know, promotions that when they have, you know, their luchadors or you have your Latinos, they usually kind of keep them in that bubble where they only tend to work with the other luchadors and the other Latinos. So I want to take a second to shout out Impact Wrestling for not doing that with Black Thaurus. They did not pigeonhole him in the sense where it's like, okay, well, you're coming in as our luchador, so you're only going to work with those people. Uh, no, they didn't do that. They didn't pigeonhole him. So I will say this, uh, that that is one of the things that Impact Wrestling has really gotten right, not just with Black Thaurus, but with others as well. So for me, I do kind of feel like I got to make a note of that and make a mention of that because that is very important. Uh, you don't want to box people in in just one section. Let them go and do shit. Like at the end of the day, like doesn't matter if you're, you know, whatever you are, you're good. Go out there and wrestle whoever the hell you want. So for me, like this is very exciting to see him not being pigeonholed and being put in a match like this with Jonah. So that's kind of how I felt about that. Yeah, cool. And especially, I mean, with like the K and everything, like he mixes it up with like a lot of different kind of people, you know what I mean? Different kinds of stories. Like he's very involved. So that's, that's cool of you to say it. I, 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 uh, I think that's, I think that's all true. Awesome. Let's go ahead and jump into our next topic here. Uh, let's get into what this match, it's kind of like 
I don't know what be- the best way to describe it. And here's where we're going to get into like the most shocking part of the entire night. This was the most newsworthy bit of the entire show that we got. Uh, so we got Eric Young versus Jay White here. Uh, this is going to be leading into what happened later on in the show. That was the big like news bit here. But let's talk about this match because this was leader. This was literally leader versus leader. Two guys that are so good at what they do and wanting to essentially prove to the other guy, hey, I'm better than you. And even though, uh, you know, Jay White being part of the Bullet Club is like the de facto baby face in this because the Bullet Club is love no matter what. I loved that that didn't sort of sidetrack him where he was still, you know, the heel that he is, Jay White, and so was Eric Young. So you had essentially, you know, two heels going at it once again, you know, trying to prove that one person is better than the other one really um just kind of started off really hot love the rights and lefts immediately that we got from both guys and there was a point where uh eric young was literally um like bruised and bleeding from all the chops that he got from there we see young uh freaking biting him uh that was pretty epic as well there too so let's kind of go ahead and kind of talk about like the actual match how did you feel about the match itself I I enjoyed it. Um, This was one of the matches I was actually looking forward to the most um, because it was a big spot for Eric Young, who's been, you know, former champion with impact and stuff like that, but um, really trying to kind of, even with the the promo we talked about that the video that he, he had earlier in the night, like really trying to get back in that upper tier mix in the company. And I like Violent by Design a lot. I think they're a really uh, interesting group with some really cool members in there. And you're right. It, it and Impact actually does this a lot more than really any other like mainstream company, really, where they they match up heels against each other. Like they do it way more often than most. Um, this, as you said, though, Jay White was kind of by default the the baby face here, but the crowd it's like the crowd likes both guys, but really didn't know who to cheer over who. Um, but there were some good spots, like. I'm a sucker for Eric Young's elbow drop off the top. I, I think he's got it. I'm I'm very critical because that's my favorite wrestling move ever by Randy Savage. Like his version is my favorite wrestling move ever. So when people do that top rope elbow, I'm I'm critical of it. I think Eric Young has got a good one. Um, I like the spot where they're both trying to tease on the ring apron where like Jay White kept going for the half and half suplex. And then Eric Young was like fighting it into a DVD. And then they kept reversing each other. Eric Young eventually hit a pile driver on the ring apron. Um, so there was really good, really good moments in this. And uh, I, I thought the match was solid. Like, I, I think that I think the fan base in general is a bit split on Jay White. I think everybody likes him, but some people love him. And some people are still like waiting for him to do that one thing to like really make them really love him. And I don't know if this match was necessarily that, but I thought it was a really solid match between, between two guys that I really do like. It was a solid match because not only that, like in terms of like, like we mentioned kind of like a little bit of the psychology of like what they were trying to prove and, you know, kind of a little bit of that. But like even for example, like even the finish when uh, Jay White goes for the pin, you see that Eric Young's body is legitimately super close to the rope. Like if he wanted to, he could, you know, put the leg up, put the put the put the arm up or whatever the case was. Right. To try to get to the ropes. But Jay White knew that. And literally you can see him like 
kind of hooking every single part of Eric Young so that he doesn't, uh, you know, go to the ropes, especially being so super close. So I really liked that there were no dull moments whatsoever, no wrestles, punches and kicks, just like everything that uh, tallies up what a good match is supposed to be. So for me, uh, you know, this was good. And obviously we'll talk more about Jay White later on because that is part of like the big thing that occurred for the day. Uh, but before we get to that, let's go ahead and jump into the women's match but also just a friendly reminder to everybody that is watching here uh if you have sent in your uh humper chats or your super chats i am waiting till we get to the actual moment so i can go ahead and talk about that but if you want to get in your humper chats you can go on over to humperchats.com send those in or you can also send in a super chat regardless if you send in a super chat or a humper chat, it will get read on here today. But let's go ahead and jump into the uh, women's match. So this was essentially Deanna Perrazzo's open challenge where somebody was going to come out and either challenge her, you know, for either about the Ring of Honor or the Reina de Reinas championship. Okay, cool. So I legitimately did not really know who was going to be the person to answer this call. It ended up being Miranda Alizé. Uh, so... What did you think of Miranda being the person that came out to have this match with with Deanna Perrazzo? Were you like, was it like um, uh, somebody that you were like, all right, let's do this? Or were you, what was the reaction level? Really, I had no expectation because I really didn't know who it was going to be. But what was the most, my, the biggest question for me was what title are they going to uh, want to challenge for? Because then that kind of would open it up to more who I thought maybe could be involved. Um, and I thought it made sense. Miranda Alizé made it, I think she made it all the way to the, the finals of the Ring of Honor uh, tournament. I think she's the one who lost to Roxy when Roxy won the inaugural title. Um, and I thought she did great in that tournament. Um, and Gianna Perrazzo is, you know, obviously one of the best wrestlers in the world. Uh, one of the faces of impact, in my opinion. So I, I, I thought I, I didn't really, I wasn't expecting it to be Miranda Alizé, but I wasn't really necessarily expecting it to be anyone in particular. But when it when I saw her, I was like, please challenge for the ROH title. Cause at least like that makes like logical sense with her coming so close to winning it before and her being involved with ring of honor. So, um, so yeah, I, I was happy it was her though. Cause I think she's a good wrestler who now got a lot more eyes on her tonight. I think, okay, so I had only seen, like, so much of her. I did get to see her over in Las Vegas because I called one of her matches. And I will tell you, like, you know, a very sweet girl, by the way. Love her, Miranda. She's a very sweet girl, very nice girl. Um, It was, uh so, regardless, right? So, she comes in and she does this match. And I'm like, okay, cool, because I had really only seen very little of her. Like, I hadn't seen too much of her. However, like, based on what I had already seen and what I saw here tonight, I think that it was kind of world's difference from, like, the last time that I I saw her and this time that she was in this match with Deanna Peraza. Now, granted, she's in the ring with Deanna Peraza, but I don't want that to take away anything from Miranda because I really felt like she went out there and she looked good, man. Like she went in there and she held her own. You know, we mentioned, you know, Deanna Peraza was legitimately one of the, you know, best in the world right now. So when you're going up there against somebody like Deanna Peraza, it could either be like make it or break it for her. And no, Miranda held her own. She looked good. I loved the spike to her Karana that she did that looked phenomenal i wasn't expecting her to get a win obviously that's not the story that they're telling here um diana gets the win here and that was the you know the right call and all of that good stuff but it really just made me see miranda in a different light in a way that i just saw her improvement especially from the last time that i did get to see her wrestle in person so um i did like all of that so uh we're gonna go ahead and uh once again guys if you have any thoughts you can go ahead and send those in uh but before we go 
go ahead and uh, get on to our next match. You know, we had a really good show today, uh, Stephen. We really did. But you want to know what's even good, better? Magic What's even spoon. gooder? Oh, magic spoon's even gooder. Okay. Magic spoon is even gooder. <laughs> gooder's not a word, but it is when you eat magic spoon. That's a terrible uh, ad read. This is why I don't do them. So here we go. Here is our message from our sponsors. Cameo. What's up, you guys? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. It's Sean Ross Sapp. I'm not here physically on the show right now, but I still wanted to tell you about how I'm starting my day no matter where I am with delicious Magic Spoon cereal. Zero grams of sugar, 13, 14 grams of protein, only four net grams of carbs in each serving, only 140 calories per serving, keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb. It is the ultimate breakfast food. It's the ultimate snack food, and it's the ultimate food for me to take while I'm traveling, quick, easy, all the flavors you love, peanut butter, blueberry, cinnamon, cookies and cream, maple waffle, cocoa, fruity, frosted, all over the place. That cookies and cream and maple waffle are back permanently. And if you go to magicspoon.com slash Fightful, grab a custom bundle of cereal, try it today. Use our promo code Fightful at checkout to save $5 off your order if you don't like it. They are so confident in their product. It comes with a 100% happiness guarantee. They'll refund your money, no questions asked if you don't like it, but you will. It's perfect before, after workouts as a snack. And my favorite thing about it is you get filled up with one serving. It's not running back and forth to the cupboard to get more, racking up those carbs, racking up those calories. Magicspoon.com slash Fightful. Use that code Fightful. And we're back. All righty. So let's go ahead. Uh, there you go. I was, I was looking for our little overlay here. Uh, let's go ahead and get into our next matchup because this one was also really good. And before we get into it, Steven, I'm going to put you on the hot seat here. And I'm going to ask you, how do you feel about intergender wrestling? Are you a fan of it? What's your take on all of that? 
putting okay, you on the hot seat. That that is a super mega layered question, but I'll say this: I am a massive advocate in it uh, for it, especially when it comes to Impact Wrestling. Um, I've talked about that actually. That was one of my spotlights with Jeremy on one of our shows a few weeks ago. Um, I think when you have a roster like Impacts. I think that they have uh, some women in particular, like Gianna Perrazzo, Jordan Grace, are like the two that really, really stick out uh, for me. Uh, Rachel Ellering is up there. Tasha Steeles is up there. Mickey James is up there. I mean, they, and then, then uh, I'm a huge Monster Slamovich fan, and like she's going to be massive, I think, for Impact. So because I think they have the right women I, to do it in the right company, I think they should really lean into it a lot in, in Impact in particular. Um I, I see the pros and the cons to doing it. Um, and I think it, if you do it, it has to be done kind of a certain way, if that all makes sense. Like, I don't know if intergender wrestling works great on all wrestling companies, but it works great at Impact Wrestling. Right, exactly. And you know what, Stephen? If I didn't like your answer, I was going to jump out of this and I was going to beat you up. And we're going to have an intergender match right here, right now. Um, but no, I think your answer is definitely fair because, uh, you know, I, this is something that I do talk about with people because, you know, for a while, I really didn't know my take on intergender wrestling. Like, I legitimately didn't have, like, a stance on it. I was kind of like, you know what? If it's entertaining, it's entertaining. And so for a long time, I think my thing was, like, look, if they tell a good story and I'm entertained by it, then you know, then it's all right. And then also like, I remember that being my thing, but I remember sometimes watching intergender wrestling and being entertained by it. And the same match that I was entertained by, you know, other guys would be like, Oh, I was uncomfortable by this or that, that, that. And then that's when I started realizing like, okay, like, you know, people have different ideas of what entertainment is obviously. But for me, it was like, if it's done right. And also you mentioned the competitors. I feel like it's definitely something that, you know, both, you know, people can that, you know, people can enjoy. So for me, like, I feel like I started out not really knowing how I felt about intergender wrestling to then seeing some stuff that I liked and then seeing some intergender wrestling, maybe like on the like the indies that I wasn't necessarily too wild about. And then we have matches like this where you have, you know, wrestlers like Jordan Grace and Matt Cardona, who legitimately because you, here's the thing that you have to say this because it's the the wrestlers if they really go in there and they like laid in the way that Jordan Grace does I'm sorry but for me it's just so good to watch like Jordan Grace goes in there and she lays it in so I feel for me it makes it more um I don't know if believable is the right word, but it just makes it feel like more legitimate when you have, you know, people that again, lay it in like Jordan Grace and whatnot. So for me, uh, I got to say like Matt Cardona versus Jordan Grace for the digital media championship. I was a fan of this, man. I feel like I, I feel like you cannot not be a fan of this just because like, oh, it's a man and a woman. No, because Jordan Grace went out there and she freaking did like a phenomenal job. Like the way that she moves and the way that she counters things, the way that she transitions from one thing to another uh i tweeted this out but she is a freaking machine with the way that she moves and she has gotten like so incredibly uh you know her her her, her physique she's gotten like so much more like a powerful and you see it not just in the way that she looks but also the way that she performs in the ring like there was a moment where she did like a deadlift suplex and i'm just like dude mad cardona is a grown freaking man and she is doing a deadlift suplex on him like jesus 
Christ. So um, I think for me, this was definitely something that works, especially because of the competitors competitors that we have here. Uh, but some of the things that we saw here was really just um, some of my favorite portions of this match, which Jordan, uh, you know, we we're talking about elbows earlier, but Jordan basically getting Matt Cardona with all those elbows were really one of my favorite things. Matt Cardona uh, pulling her by the hair. Uh, it came across as a bigger heel move, especially in this type of match. Um, I liked this. The ending was very creative, I would say, because we essentially see for the finish, Matt Cardona goes in and he's about to use a chair on Jordan Grace. So Jordan Grace reacts to that by giving him a low blow, thus causing her to get DQ'd. And so Matt Cardona essentially retains and whatnot. So the crowd is pissed off at Matt. Good heel work. Love it. And I hope personally, Steven, that this leads into a hardcore match between the both of them. I think that that feels like the the next step here. Um, so in regardless to all of that, uh, how did you feel about the actual match? What were some of your favorite parts? And how did you feel about the finishes? Rather creative. So... I, you know, just to a few of your points, Matt Cardona, I believe I saw him say that his favorite match he's had in impact so far in his run in the company was his last match against Jordan Grace. Um, you know, which I think speaks volumes to, to Jordan. Um, I watch a lot of intergender wrestling because I watch a lot of independent wrestling and that's very prevalent there. And I think that part of the um, uncomfortability sometimes, as, as we both know, we both follow mixed martial arts. That's that's a whole other conversation because some some people will come at me and be like, you want to see men wrestle women, but you want to see men fight women. It's like that's a whole other conversation for mixed martial arts, intergender versus professional wrestling, intergender. Just my opinion. Um, but it's one of those things where like Jordan in the past, they have had her in the mix for the X Division Championship. Um, obviously, I'm just throwing it out there. I know people have their feelings on her, but like Jordan or um, um now I've forgotten Tessa? her name. Tessa. Jeez. Yeah. Tessa Blanchard was their world champion. I mean, I think Jordan Grace is every bit as good as Tessa Blanchard. Um, I think Gianna Praza was every bit as good as Tessa Blanchard. Like, I think that in this company, especially Jordan Grace should be in the mix for the world championship. Like she's, she's so talented and she's so different. Like, like she can, when you see the videos of her, like lifting weights and stuff, it's like, she looks like she kick anyone's ass. Like, I mean, it's, you know, I, I really, she's ultra believable. So like, um, I, I thought this match was great. And there was a lot of callbacks too, to the original match. Like Cardona was going to use the chair from the outside. That's how he beat Jordan Grace. when he turned heel the first time Jordan Grace knew it was coming this time. Um, so there was callbacks to it after the match, after the low blow, um, Jordan nailed him with that steel chair. She killed him in the back with that thing. Like she doesn't just like hardly swing a chair. She is swinging that thing with purpose. So like, I love your idea of them running it back as a hardcore match because that feels like that kind of would be the next progression because Cardona cheated to beat her for the title. Jordan lost, but it, she was really only trying to kind of out cheat a guy who was cheating. And now like no disqualification. That'd be, that'd definitely be the route to go if they're going to continue this. And they, they probably should. I mean, they've had two really good matches against one another. And um, for anyone who listens to the weekender, I've been saying it for the entire time I've done the show over three years, almost every week I say Jordan grace should be this Jordan grace should be that Jordan. Like I am a huge fan of Jordan grace. So just anything that gets her to that level of being spotlighted as one of the top people in the company, like that's what I want to see. 
Yeah, exactly. I feel like this was definitely a thumbs up match for me. And I like the story. And I hope that it does go like kind of like what I was talking about right now with, you know, moving on to a more like hardcore match. I think it would definitely go with the story that they are telling right now. But keep it going with Jordan like this. Like keep her having these types of matches. Uh, You know, if she were to get to that main title picture, I mean, like, damn, we did it once with Tessa. You know, this could be redone again. And, you know, obviously because of the timing and just like everything that was surrounding surrounding Tessa during that moment. Uh, unfortunately, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, this could have been such a big deal, but because of what the real life situation surrounding Tessa, it, and obviously I don't blame that taking away from this, you know, uh, wrestling moment. Uh, unfortunately, you know, it did trump all of that. And it kind of had to like it was hard to root for somebody when this was going on in the real life situation which kind of sucks because for women this could have been a big deal it just wasn't um i guess you can say the right person or the right timing to do it right i mean what's really unfortunate about about like the the trickle down from that is like those issues had nothing to do with her being female so like i don't know why they haven't kept people like jordan and diana in the same kind of mix that tessa was in wrestling people of all genders for like the main titles based on just how talented they are. So it's just one of those things where it's like, and I, I totally get what you're saying, but I'm also like, man, like, yeah, they lost Tessa, but like Jordan's been there this whole time. Like, I mean, they could have just been like, you know what? Tessa's not here, but like Jordan, let's, let's put her in that spot, you know? And, they, and that's something I don't want to get into because it, it would take so long, but it, I, I always get disappointed with how long it takes them to push certain people in impact. And then they always like lose people. Jordan stayed like she was a free agent not that long ago and she stayed so like she's here she's committed push her use her to a you know we're, we're gonna be talking about someone in the main event that we've been saying push 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 yeah. and finally might push him a little bit like let's so but yeah I, I'll just sound like a broken record if I keep talking about Jordan she's one of my favorite wrestlers in the world and so is Matt Cardona by the way I, I loved how on commentary they finally mentioned like Matt Cardona that we're seeing right now this is the same Matt Cardona we've been seeing everywhere else. And it's like, that's what the fans have been saying. Like the GCW, NWA, Indies, AIW, Matt Cardona has been a totally different Matt Cardona than what we've been seeing in Impact. Now he's the same guy everywhere. And I like the consistency in that. I like that too. I like that, that he's the same guy everywhere. I'm a fan of that. Um, All right, so let's go ahead and get into our big topic of the night, everybody. But before we do, just a friendly reminder, if you haven't subscribed to Fightful Wrestling here on YouTube, you're already here. Make sure you guys click that subscribe button. We are on our way to 100,000 subscribers. Join up. There are constant live streams like pretty much every single day on this channel uh you can also check out you know sean ross app and i on mondays doing the raw post show and there's just so much more that you guys can go ahead and check out on this channel so make sure that you guys go ahead and click that subscribe button but now let's go ahead and jump into god versus the good brothers here uh before we get into like the post-match stuff and what occurred there uh let's talk about this match here so we essentially for the first time this was the first time ever match uh i'm honestly kind of a little bit surprised that we got this match here on impact wrestling because this would have been you know a you know a big deal in japan they could have you know done that match there but obviously you know circumstances and things change and whatnot uh this was a nice hard-hitting match really nice exchanges between both um 
you know, all four guys, every exchange was very heated, really like that. There was never a dull moment whatsoever in this match. Uh, I think there was like maybe one headlock. But other than that, they really kept the uh, they really kept the uh, the momentum going. But before we get to the Jay White portion of this, uh, what did you think of everything before that? So this match was actually a lot better than I expected it to be. Um, and the reason I say that is because. I like Dallas and Anderson. I talk about it a lot. I, I think like talking shop and mania is funny. I think they're funny dudes. Like they're kind of like my, my buddies from like high school joking around just stupid jokes and stuff like that, but they're very generic in the ring. And like, they haven't really done that much in my opinion to like, they had all this buzz leaving WWE, but I don't feel like that really translated to them an impact. And same with AEW, like they were involved with the biggest storylines in AEW, but there just always seems to be something missing with, with them. And they've had the, the tag titles for so long, or at least it feels that way. They've had them multiple times. And G.O.D. I'm a big fan of, but I haven't got to watch them as much lately because I don't I don't watch as much New Japan as I used to pretty much since the pandemic. But I've always been a big Tomatonga fan. And, and I remember Tonga Loa's Camacho in WWE like forever ago, it seems like. So like it, it's cool to see how far those guys have come. Um, and I thought that I, I let me put it this way. I had like lukewarm expectations for the match. I did, I just thought it was going to be a fairly generic tag team match with like a lot of back history between the two teams, but I thought it was a good tag team match. Like I thought that this, this exceeded my expectations. Um, I definitely didn't expect what happened after the match. Um, it, but for the match, I, my prediction was God was going to win the tag titles. Cause I thought maybe they, they just kind of switch it up. Cause the good brothers have had the belts for a long time now, but, uh, but yeah, I thought the match was solid. It was an unpredictable result, in my opinion. And the the aftermath, I, I definitely didn't see coming. So let's get right into it. We essentially see Jay White come out uh, after Chris Bay does a little bit of distraction. We see Jay White come out, uh, gets in there, and essentially turns on G.O.D. And you're just like, wait, what? I don't think anybody was expecting that whatsoever. So he essentially turns on them. And afterwards, we essentially get the Good Brothers uh, back in the Bullet Club and with uh, Jay White and Chris Bay. So, Steven, how did you how did you feel about this? Especially because uh, Tomatonga has been very, very uh, outspoken about, you know, the fake Bullet Clubs going around and all of that. He's been very outspoken, very passionate about this and now it's like where is the story going now here's the thing like first of all that is a pro where you don't really know where the story is going because like they can take multiple directions but also they can take this across different promotions we're talking about the forbidden door obviously jay white's been making those appearances on AEW, so it does ring a lot of like what the hell what direction are we going to go into with this uh so what was your like reaction and where do you think we're going with all of this so I think where it's headed is like an American bullet club versus a U.S. versus like a, a Japan bullet club. Some, something sim along those lines. Like some sort of like civil war between the bullet clubs. Yeah, yeah. Some, now it feels like we've kind of been having that already. But now like sides are being switched and, and you know, things are starting to kind of, I think, shape up to where... Like here, and here's the part of the reason why I feel like that may happen and why this may just lead to them like all kind of regrouping together and like just becoming stronger from it. I don't know if this is going to be like a, a true split long term. I don't know. But, but it's, it is very weird for me to see Tomatonga get kicked out of the Bullet Club because, I mean, if y'all remember the, the, 
formation of the Bullet Club for just years and years ago. It was Finn Balor, Prince Devitt back then, Bad Luck Fale, Carl Anderson, the Machine Gun, and Tomatonga. Those were the four people who started the group. And so for one of those, I mean, obviously Balor's been gone. Fale is like, unless you're paying attention to New Japan, like you never really get to see anything about you know about Fale. He hasn't been in, he hasn't been involved in like the U.S. version of this of this feud and story at all. Um, then you got Anderson, of course, and and Tomatonga. So this this was kind of surreal seeing Tomatonga especially get kicked out of like the group he started. Um, so yeah, I I didn't I I definitely didn't see this coming. But I am with the most surprising thing though to me is all this happened on impact and not in new japan and like, impact plus and an impact plus show yeah right not not an impact plus. Like the big pay-per-views that's a really good point i mean that's that's a real good point like and this this would have been a few years ago this would have been like one of the major storylines in all of wrestling and it would have probably you know happened at you know wrestle kingdom or something huge and and it's like wrong company not even real pay-per-view impact plus and yeah, I I don't I don't know how to feel about it. I will say though, I am I'm more excited about where it's going now than than my excitement level up to this point with this story, if that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. And we got a quite a few super chats about this one. So let's go ahead and jump right into them. Um, this one is from um Valab Mami Pudi, who says, uh well, here we go. He says, uh, as long as you're uh Fightful main roster as your longest reigning Fightful member. I'm telling you that I've been swerved. This show uh, kicking G.O.D. out might be the worst mistake in Bullet Club history, says Valab. Uh, we got another one from I Am Lucha. I Am Love Lucha who says, now this is how you swerve the fans. Holy spit. <laughs> what happens now? Is this a Hollywood versus Wolfpack deal? Is this addressed on Dynamite? Mind blown. That's the thing. Like we mentioned again, I mentioned already kind of going across different promotions this is god it has to be mentioned somehow on like AEW as well again with the incorporation of jay white now you know appearing there too and everything else surrounding that um again this could go different directions like i don't feel like anybody has like a concrete idea of like where this can be headed because nobody was expecting this and not and, and, and let's just say they were they weren't expecting it on this show that's for sure but in a way like good for impact wrestling because it's like now hey don't forget to like tune into impact you know like don't leave this show out just because it's not one of the big pay-per-views uh tune in and watch because you never know what's going to happen i like that mentality because then it makes me like a person who tuned into the show it makes me feel like i'm watching something special that something can happen whereas like oh i'm just like wasting my time but like you know that sort of thing so i like the idea that they're telling people like hey just because this is a smaller show doesn't mean that you shouldn't be tuning in to watch because you know stuff like this can happen especially on a show on a day like today or a weekend like this weekend where there's like 15 wrestling shows to choose from like i mean they're going the same day as you know the big wwe pay-per-view and all this or pre what is it now premium live event or whatever premium premiere uh, i don't know whatever um but but it's so it's one of those things where impact can get very lost in the mix they're going head to head with gcw i would i would argue that gcw has quite a bit more buzz than impact does right now. And they're going literally same start time against GCW. So like you have to your point, I think they have to do things like this to, to get buzz when there's a lot of other options 
And um, today, especially, like, I, I think a lot of people are going to close out tonight talking about a lot of this stuff. So that, that's, that's a win for Impact as far as I'm concerned. It's definitely a major win for Impact. Um, once again, guys, if you are watching the show and you're like, you maybe have some brilliant predictions or whatever it is, uh, you can send in a super chat. We will read your comment, question, or statement or your freak out, whatever it is that you want to put out <laughs> there. Uh, you can go ahead and send it in a super chat or you can also send in a humper chat. I am pool. I am looking at the list right now. We got a couple more to read. Uh, send those in uh let us know what your reaction was and how you felt about this uh let's go ahead and get uh this is a uh humper chat actually from david J, who says impact is becoming must watch every week oh my god the bullet club storyline is great y'all's thoughts y'all's thoughts is we didn't expect this and where the hell are we going now yeah like yeah yeah i agree i, I you know i i think that this will make for an even better show and even more inter- interesting show. And like we've been saying, it's going to carry across multiple companies. Like when you see Jay White as a heel on AEW, but then like a pseudo baby face on impact, some of this stuff seems a little strange kind of jumping from company to company, but the one constant really right now does seem to be Jay White. I think he's kind of the link to a lot of, to multiple stories and multiple companies. And, um, and yeah, I uh, what, what was what was the other thing you said in the super chat? Um, the other one was about sorry, we got it. It was removed there. For oh no, second. sorry, Lewis is, is sorry, killing sorry it guys, day. you got a system here. Well, well yeah, so I, I guess just answer. Yeah, I, yeah. I, oh no, what I was gonna say about um, he said impact's getting really good right now. I agree, and I'd actually argue that yeah. it's been good for quite a long time. Yeah. Um, it, it's been a consistently good show. They just have a really hard time keeping the buzz and the momentum the, we talk about it a lot me denise sean we do our post shows for the pay-per-views four times a year they get a ton of buzz and then it's just like a roller coaster of interest in between those shows they need to figure out a way of of retaining that audience and getting people to consistently tune in and consistently care about the show but i think shows like this tonight are the right kind of shows to do that in all honesty for, for exactly. the most part there's some stuff i'm going to talk about in a, in a in a couple matches that you know but we'll get to that so. we also got another super chat this one is from tj ridgeway who says god oh god i was like god uh god and bucks versus jay and cole and club maybe question mark uh what do you think about this steven uh so girls of destiny the young bucks versus jay lee or sorry um jay white, jay white uh adam cole and the rest yeah why not give it to me i mean these are all great performers no matter how you kind of separate them and team them up like you should turn out to be really good matches and just hope we just got to hope the storylines are good heading into it Exactly. Uh, thank you so much to TJ Ridgeway for also sending in that super chat. Once again, guys, uh, we got three more matches to talk about. Uh, so if you want to send in your super chat or your humper chat, you guys can go ahead and do that. And we will be pulling those up as we go through. Um, let's go ahead and move on from this. But if you guys, if there was something we didn't touch on or anything you guys want to continue to talk about, again, you can go ahead and send those in and we will pull this up. But let's go ahead and jump into the Impact uh, Knockouts Championship. Uh, actually, before I do we got another super chat this one is from sheldon jackson who says the only swerve that was missing from the show was shane swerve swerve strickland and this actually reminds me really quickly because we're you know we've been talking about jay white a whole lot on this show so think about this steven this is pretty crazy so on thursday i saw him at new japan strong rivals live in person in los angeles okay great friday i'm watching aw rampage and you know obviously he's on that show you know obviously it's taped but it's like okay new japan strong 
AEW Rampage, and then fast forward Saturday, now I'm watching him on uh, Impact Wrestling. So it's kind of like, you know, three different promotions, three different programmings, three different cities, etc. cetera. Uh, it's kind of crazy when you think about that. So anyways, just kind of remind me with that there. Yeah, um, I, I love it. And I also love Swerve Strickland. That's a good that's a good shout out, Sheldon. I, I think it's just a matter of time before we see Swerve really all over the place. I'm hoping to be live at Terminus this week. I got to decide if I'm going or not, but that's here in Atlanta again. Um, and I should be seeing him there. And if not, I'll be watching on fight TV, but I'm, I'm a Swerve fan over here as well. Thumbs up. Um, alrighty. Let's go ahead and jump in, jump, jump into knockouts championship match. And we got my, my, both my girls. I was going to say my girl, Mickey James, but also my girl, Tasha Steeles. Love these, love these two women. They're so freaking awesome. Uh, this was a pretty interesting matchup going into this because Mickey James has been on a hot streak, man. Uh, she just finished off that hot feud with Deanna Perrazzo. Uh, God, she's coming off of the Royal Rumble. I mean, there's a lot going on with this girl, a whole lot. Uh, Tasha Steeles, you know, made history and she won the first ever Knockouts Ultimate X match. Uh, you know, she's going into this match. Uh, when I spoke to her about a week ago heading into this match, she basically told me, like, you know, I'm here to make history again. I want to become the first Afro-Latina uh, Knockouts champion. And I'm thinking, like, oh, my God, are they going to go for it? And part of me thought... Here, okay, I want to talk about what I thought was going to happen because it plays into this match. Uh, and Steven, I don't know if you thought this or if it crossed your mind, but I really thought that they were because Tasha Steeles has been on such a roll and they've really been pushing her. And, you know, they essentially attached a rocket to her. I was expecting to see her become knockouts champion today. And the only reason I thought that was going to happen, aside from her being on a rocket, and, you know, to the moon, uh, honestly, I thought that Chelsea Green was going to come in and cost Mickey James the match here. We didn't end up seeing that. We did end up seeing uh, Mickey James win this match. It was a decent match. It was perfectly fine. Um, but in terms of like the finish, though, I did think Chelsea was, when, especially when she came out, I thought she was going to cost the match for Mickey James, and that's how we were going to see the titles uh, change hands. Did not end up happening. Uh, Steven, what did you think about this match, and what did you think the outcome was going to be? So I... Uh... I did, you know, I wouldn't have been surprised at all if they did uh, have Tasha go over and win the title. They have, they have pushed her, uh, I, you know, with the exhibition uh, win and all that stuff and the store heading into this. And it would have been totally fine with me if Tasha would have won the title. Um, I, I agree with you with the Chelsea stuff. And obviously at some point, Chelsea and, and her, that's, that's going, that'll probably be the next pay-per-view or whatever the next big impact show is. Um Especially because, as you mentioned, the finish of the match, Chelsea gets bumped and everything, and it leads to Mickey getting the win and everything. And then afterwards, Chelsea and her are like on the ground, and Chelsea they're like almost like laying, almost like on top of each other, and like almost kind of celebrating. But Mickey on her face, you can tell her she's kind of like, uh, like I don't like should I trust this person or not? Um, so I think that's the next big match uh, for the Knockouts Championship is going to be Mickey and Chelsea. Um, I don't know who eventually Mickey's going to lose the title to like my, my gut is that she'll eventually lose it back to Deanna. If Deanna still has all these other titles. Um, but I don't know where you go from there because like they have had Deanna as a champion for long periods of time already. They can always um, rematch and do Tasha and uh, Mickey James again and maybe have Tasha win the next time. 
Because I do think that it's just like from the tradition. Like if I'm going to start, you know, thinking of who's on, in line to become ch- knockouts champion, I do feel like Tasha is definitely headed that way. Like they wouldn't have her. Like she's had such a tremendous amount of growth within the last, you know, year. Like, or like even just like the well, like the year, like uh, you know, including her, the work that she did with Kara Hogan and all of that. Like all of that counts in terms of like her growth and everything. But even since you know Kara Hogan went off to AEW and now you know Tasha's doing her own thing. Like even then we've seen like this massive of growth amount of growth in her so it's like i feel like she's i I don't know like if i'm gonna start guessing on terms of like who's next in line i'm gonna go with tasha steels yeah and i think that's a good prediction um i just get a little nervous when it's impact because they have a long history of waiting way too long to pull the trigger on people that it's like obvious that they should have already done it so like for example there have had, there have been a lot of champions in Impact's history that like um, like Brian Cage is a great example. I think he lost to John Morrison or Johnny Impact or whatever probably like four or five different times like before he beat him for the title and like by the time he did it like just nobody cared because he'd lost to the guy so many times. They do that with a lot of their champions for whatever reason. Like they get chance after chance after chance and eventually they do win the big one, but then it's just like too late because it's like well now. Okay, the champion is one and four against the former champion. Like, it doesn't really make them look. So, I'll say this if they run back Tasha and Mickey sometime in the near future and Tasha beats her in a rematch, I think that's that's a good that's good to go. But I don't want to see Tasha and Mickey like three or four times before Tasha does beat Mickey because that's kind of par for the course of how Impact does it, unfortunately. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that one. Really agree with you. Alrighty, so we're going to go ahead and move on to our next match. Once again, guys, if you want to send in your Super Chats or your Humper Chats to get your thoughts in, you can. Humper Chats, HumperChats.com, Super Chats if you're here on YouTube. But let's get into uh, the Impact World Championship. This was one big dude versus another big dude, two beefy men. That's been a very huge topic as of late, beefy men. But anyways, uh, we got W. Morrissey uh, challenging for the title uh, against Moose. And we have Brian Myers on commentary, who I love having oh, yeah. on commentary. Uh, but this match was really good. This was another one of my favorites. They really started hot. Lots of rights and lefts. We see Moose hit multiple spears throughout this entire match. We see a beautiful, big, giant boot from W. Morrissey, we see W. Morrissey throw Moose onto the barricade. We see W. Morrissey powerbomb Moose onto the ring apron. We see Moose hit a really nice drop kick. We see a phenomenal superplex from Moose to Morrissey. Uh, in the end, we do end up seeing Moose retain. Uh, thoughts on the match, and were you expecting a title change here? So I was not expecting a title change. I, I did expect Moose to retain. Um, he is another one of those same guys. It took a they took way too long to put the belt on him. Um, but I I do like him as champion. It's just unfortunate that it came by like sacrificing Josh Alexander in the process. Um, but here's here's the thing. When I started watching this match, the first thing I thought was like, oh, this is gonna be a lot like we saw earlier with with Roman and Goldberg. Like this is gonna this is like their version of something like that, where it's like Two guys just like bumping into each other a lot, throwing punches and kicks, going to the outside, spamming finishers and power moves, that kind of stuff. And at the majority of it, I did like, but there was multiple times where it just got clunky and they were just like falling on top of each other and stuff like that. I kind of like that though, because of their <laughs> size. There was a moment, I forgot who or what was happening, but there was a moment where I saw one guy go over the other guy and I was like, 
<laughs> it was just one of those things where it's like you're so big that it's almost so impressive even if it's not super clean right yeah yeah it just it's just sad like there's something to me about the 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 process as a fan of watching somebody powerbomb someone else but fall while they're trying to powerbomb someone that just always takes me out of it and uh there was like two or three instances of something like that in this match but here's the thing like these two guys just really they they're like choose opposites attract right and like these guys are so similar in so many ways that like this would have been a better match for me personally if it was like half as long and it was mainly them just punching kicking and slapping each other in the chest like like if it looked like they were actually just fighting each other and then they just threw each other around a little bit too but um they were just i don't know it took me out of it a few times when they just it was just kind of clunky and this kind of fell they botched a couple things here and there but um i will say this I think W Morrissey has improved dramatically since leaving the WWE years ago. Like I'm not, this isn't me roasting these guys. Like I just thought it wasn't the the best matchup, but um, I think Morrissey showed a lot of improvement. Uh, I still think he does have a really bright future in wrestling, especially with his size and, and his athleticism and how believable he is. And Moose, um, I like a lot too. It's just, he, I feel like he wrestles, he wrestles best as in kind of a certain way. It's hard to explain, but like, um, I think he does better as the guy who kind of like goes out there and bullies people. Whereas this was a different dynamic because like Morrissey's like bigger than he is. So it was just, it was just kind of weird, but this is a match that had to happen. Like they've been, they've been building this and this has been brewing with them as partners and them as adversaries and Morrissey wanting a title shot. And so Brian it had Myers to happen. not trying to copy that route. I love that. Yes. And I love Brian Myers on commentary. He was hilarious. When, when Moose was doing his entrance, he was, he was sitting next to uh, uh, Matt Raywalt. And he's sitting there going, this is a very vaudevillian entrance. And like Raywalt's got to sit there and like listen to that. You know what I mean? Like Myers was hilarious. I like the part where he said about like, oh, one of them uh, doesn't have a first name. One of them has a last name. I like the whole first name, last name thing was pretty hilarious too. He had a pretty good, he, he had a good night of one-liners. There was a few more that I forgot, but they were in there. Um, Alrighty, so we got one more match to talk about, but we do got a very nice suggestion here. Uh, Steven, this is directly towards you. Uh, this is from Jorge Sandoval who says, as an optician... Uh, go back and get some anti-reflection coating. Add it to your glasses, my boy. I want to see that beautiful eyes. Show us your beautiful eyes, Steven. I can't see They're there. This is like, I'm like, like, oh, like landing my glasses. Um, but uh, <laughs> here, I'll try not to. <laughs> oh, man. You know, you kind of look a little bit like Adam Cole when you take off your glasses. Baby. I can see it. I see it. I don't know what hey, it is, but I'm I'll, seeing it. I'll take that as a compliment. You change. Like you went from like one person to a whole <laughs> other person. And you know what? That's totally it because I did not do the anti-reflection on these. I got two new pairs of glasses and I like, instead of, it sounds so lame, but instead of like paying more and getting like all the stuff I had on my last pair for just one pair, I got multiple pairs so I could have a couple different looks and I did not pay the extra for the anti-reflective and now i'm realizing that's the difference because i was like my last glasses i could still see through to my to my eyes and so that's it i appreciate the super chat um i just have to keep that in mind i'll probably just wear my contacts more often when i'm uh when i'm doing this but uh but yeah i hope you guys like but yeah i hope you guys like the new the new shades they'll call out like my last ones but uh but yeah thanks thanks for the super chat 
Awesome. All right. So uh, we got one more match to talk about. But before we do, just another friendly reminder, guys, if you haven't already, if you want to stay up to date with all the latest in wrestling breaking news and you're like, I need to be the first person to know. <laughs> well, uh, head on over to FightfulSelect.com because there is news breaking there all the time time okay uh sean's always you know putting up them scoops on there uh breaking news or giving you more information on news everywhere i mean there's tons going on and then there's also additional shows that you guys can go ahead and check out as well there's a lot of great stuff going on on fivefullselect.com so if you guys haven't uh, head on over there subscribe i promise you will not regret it i have been a fightful select subscriber now for two years uh you know since i work here you know but if I didn't work here, I'd still be a Fightful Select subscriber. Yes. <laughs> um, I know the right. feeling. I know the feeling. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get into our last match of the night here today. Uh, this was a spot fest. Let the bodies hit the dang floor. Because we had Honor No More versus Team Impact. And if Honor No More wins, they stay in Impact. And if not, they go home. Oh, not home, but they go away. <laughs> they leave. Toodaloo. Um, so let's get into this. We had Honor No More, which was Mike Bennett, Mike Taven, PCO, Kenny King, and Vincent. Team Impact, we got... Rich Swan, Rhino, Steve Macklin, Chris Sabin, and Eddie Edwards was attacked earlier on on the show by TBD. So he was replaced by our friend Willie Mack. But we got a lot. And before we kind of, I'm just going to run through some quick things that we saw in this match. And then let's get into our thoughts for this because a lot kind of went down here. Some predictable stuff, but regardless, it went down. Um, shout out to Matt Taven, who has a beautiful spinning heel kick. Love it. Uh, Rich Swan, Jesus, Moly, Guacamole, <laughs> all the words. Um, that guy's freaking incredible. He goes out there and he kicks some butt. Loved everything he did in this magic losing. I hit a very awesome sequence with Vincent, which I loved. Um, he's just ridiculously good. I loved the Vincent's double stump onto Rich Swan on the outside. That was great. PCO, again, he is not human. He just goes out there and does crazy stuff. He did a dive to the outside onto nobody. Nobody was there. Nobody took a dive from PCO. Uh, PCO leg drop from the top rope. We see the referee get knocked down at one point. Literally each and every single guy is going in there and getting their stuff in. Mike Bennett spears Willie on the ring apron. We see PCO hit a senton on both Willie and Rich Swan while they're both laying on the ring apron. That was phenomenal. We see Vincent hit his a red room, which is a swanton, immediately right afterwards. We see a massive spot where PCO does a moonsault onto like like a big pile of dudes. And then we see Eddie Edwards for the finish. And I think we all saw this coming. We all knew it was coming, but he comes in. He turns on Team Impact. He is known as the heart and soul of Impact Wrestling. But as we all know, he got his start in Ring of Honor Wrestling, former Triple Crown winner in Ring of Honor. So maybe his loyalty, you know, definitely still lies with Ring of Honor. So, uh, ROH gets the win here, and it looks like they're not going, and or Team No More, rather, or Honor No More. God, I'm already forgetting everything. Uh, they're here to stay. Uh, Steven, what did you think of this? I thought this was a really, really good match. I thought this was really well done by everybody involved. Uh, this was a great main event, and, and everybody looked good in this. Uh, huge shout-out to our, our boy, Willie Mack. We complained last time that he wasn't being used, like, at all. 
uh, when we did the last pay-per-view review. And now we got him in the main event. Give me more they of that. Did that just for us. I think so. I think so. Um, I know Willie appreciated too, because I saw him like interact with that tweet from last pay-per-view. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I love seeing that guy like finally getting utilized like some degree. I, I really, I was, I was a little bit worried too, that like maybe he was going to swerve the team. Like maybe he was the one who attacked Eddie Edwards or something like that. Cause like, I was waiting for him to really start throwing down with, with the honor no more team. And and then once he started doing it, I was like, okay, he's, he's definitely with, with team, uh, team impact, which by the way, this is very random and I can't stop thinking about it, but a few people in the chat will probably pop for this team impact. Every time I say this, when I was in high school, there was a, a group called team impact that came to my high school. They used to like tour around. I think they still tour around like the U S and they were the guys who would like go up on stage, like the strong men and like rip phone books in half and like bend like frying pans and like, like bash like their arms through like cement blocks and like, like frozen uh, ice cubes and stuff like that. So they were called team impact. So every time I say team impact, I think about these guys. So shout out to team impact. If you're still out there, Rick, OVW legend Ron Waterman was a part of Team Impact. If everyone anyone remembers him from back in the day, but um, yeah, I thought this match was great. Uh, I I once Eddie came out to the ring, I saw it coming, but before that, I didn't really see the heel turn coming. Like until he got in the ring and he had the kendo stick, and I was like, "Ooh, yeah." And then I started thinking in my mind, I'm like, "Oh yeah," like he was a massive part of ring of honor and he was like their TV champion and like him and the wolves with Davey and like him winning the world title and all this stuff. It's like, Oh man, he's so about to, he's so about to join the ring of honor team. And, uh, and I'll say this, I, I, uh, I'm pretty harsh on Eddie Edwards because I feel like he gets over. Uh, I don't know what the right word is. He, when the company loses other wrestlers or they don't know who to go to, they consistently just like go to Eddie Edwards. It's like, we need a main eventer. Well, let's get Eddie Edwards. We need someone to do this hardcore match. Oh, just get Eddie Edwards. Um, But he's kind of been like floundering in the same kind of spot for a while now. This heel turn is the most interesting thing Eddie Edwards has done for me in years. So I want to see a new, a new direction with him. I like him with this new group and I hope, I know he's with MLW, but I hope they can get Davey Richards involved in this because I think that would be perfect if, if whether him, either him or Davey teaming with this Ring of Honor group or Davey coming back and siding with the Impact side. I feel like this is like the perfect end for Davey Richards to get involved if he's going to come back to Impact. So, um, so yeah, I've got a lot of thoughts on this. How did you feel about the match, Denise? Dude, well, I loved all the spots, man, especially all the ones that I named because I usually write down the stuff that I'm most impressed by. Like, I'm like, if this is impressive to me, I'm going to write it down. So everything that I pretty much kind of like glossed over, I'd love that every guy got it. So like, keep in mind, like we got so many bodies in this match, so many people to really get over in like this, you know, short, short amount of time frame. And so kind of seeing every guy go in there and like get their moment to shine. It's not easy to do. Like how many like multi-man matches don't we see where like it's either like a clusterfuck, like nothing's really like it's just a mess. It's a hot mess or it's just a bunch of nothing. Right. And like this one, they did a really good job of like interchanging all the guys and making sure everybody kind of got their moment to shine. Like I can tell you, like you like each guy legitimately had a good moment. So the other thing that I did want to touch on too, because you kind of mentioned this with Eddie Edwards as well, was that you said that you kind of feel like this was, you know, a change for him. And it's true. Like, I feel like for the most part, you know, he's been a baby face, like, you know, for such a long time, like his character needed this, his character needed the heel turn. It was, and this was legitimately the perfect way to do it. Like I know it's predictable. 
predictable. But like we've said before in other podcasts for other shows, sometimes predictable is not, you know, terrible. Uh, at the end of the day, like it shit it gives eddie edwards something you know interesting to do and it makes sense to the story that they're telling and now it's like all right well let's continue this even more so so i liked everything and the way that it closed out because i wasn't expecting this to be the main event and once i realized it was going to be the main event that's when it was even like double confirmed to me that hey eddie edwards is going to come out and he's going to turn on team team impact yeah yeah And, and to your point about like the surprises and stuff like i like getting surprised in wrestling but if given the option uh, really at the end of the day i just want storylines that make sense and good matches so like even if it's predictable if it's the right story that's why i think AEW has as much as success as it has is because they have these stories that make sense you know like in their long-term stories and even they'll have callbacks to things that happen they're not consistently like they're not um undermining the intelligence of their their audience and um I like impact because I think most impact storylines do make a lot of sense. It might not always be the match that I want or the wrestlers involved, but like the storylines do make sense for the most part. Um, and a, one real quick shout out to a spot in this match that I just really, just really stuck out to me when PCO did the somersault off the top rope, like the senton off the top onto the apron, like Willie Mack and Rich Swan's like heads were just like laying on the apron and he landed right on their heads, right on their faces you can see you can see rich swan like sit up and look over and i'm like what the hell was that man like you literally made him right on my face like you could tell he was like dude come on man yeah um but that's his pco like pco seems like he's been one bump away from never wrestling again for the last like five years (laughs) but he just keeps he just keeps doing it he keeps coming back and uh yeah this this honestly like this far exceeded my expectations. I thought this was going to be a solid match because there were so many solid performers in it, but like this turned out to be a really damn good main event, in my opinion. Exactly, exactly. And so we got a couple more super chats. This is the last call, everybody. If you want to get your final super chat, your final humper chat in, this is the last and final call. Um, after this, I will be taking no more. Um, but here we go. Um, this one is from uh from M.I. Solko, M.A. Solko, excuse me, who says they need to lose the PCO apron sent on spot. Way too j- dangerous. Swan has a kid now, exclamation point. And this is kind of what you just touched on right now with that uh, insane. Uh, you always think this is this is it for PCO, right? Like, hopefully not. You know, knock on wood, you know. Sure. Good guy, right? Uh, we got a super chat from Sheldon Jackson who says Eddie Edwards is like the AJ Styles of Impact Wrestling before he left in terms of booking him anywhere. And he'll make it work slash good slash look good and this is true eddie edwards is a good worker you know he's a trustworthy guy in the sense that he'll get the job done with whatever he needs to get done so i know why they keep turning to him in these uh you know specific moments so um just a shout out to that thank you so much to shelton jackson for also sending in this super chat we got one final uh humper chat here to read and then we'll go ahead and wrap up the show um this one is from ricardo el idolo Hausen, who says i have to watch impact on vod but here's some money and love also denise and Jensen, how do you feel about Keith Lee taking the TNT title? Um, so just really quickly, since this isn't a AEW show, but since we did get the comment here, um, in terms of Keith Lee taking the TNT title, I I'm like 50-50 on it. I won't say like OMG, it needs to happen, but I wouldn't be like anti it if it did happen. It, it I have to see the story play out and see how it all works out. Yeah, I think he matches up very interestingly against Sammy Guevara. Um but even more so what has my interest right now, regardless of the outcome, the fact that the 
face of the revolution ladder match so far is Keith Lee, Wardlow, and um there was another big guy. Oh, Powerhouse Hobbs. Like that's shaping up to be quite an entertaining, interesting ladder match. Like, I really hope the rest of the participants are also like big dudes because it'd be it'd be different. Like, just give us like one ladder match where all the dudes are just huge powerhouses. Like, I, I like I like the direction this could be going. So uh and then Keith Lee stands out even above them in certain ways because he's so agile and has all this experience in comparison and stuff like that. So I I guess I answered the super chat. Thank you very much for sending the super chat. And also I I, I think it's very possible Keith Lee could win could win the TNT title, but um let's just enjoy the process here with this ladder match first, because that's gonna be a lot of fun, I think. Exactly, exactly. All right. Well, there you go. That was our show. Um before we go, uh Steven, please let the people know where they can find you, etc. Y'all can find me on Twitter at Fight Talk underscore F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K underscore. You can use my code Fight Talk, all as one word, no spaces on independentwrestling.tv. They had seven shows this weekend and they have they have more of them uh, tomorrow. So independentwrestling.tv, IWTV.live, if you use my code, uh, just helps me to use that. that. That way they know that I'm directing people their way and uh, I really appreciate it. You can check out the Spotlight every Thursday at 2 p.m. with me and Jeremy. We do uh, a spotlight of multiple, uh, we have like multiple categories, talk about a whole bunch of different stuff in wrestling, do interviews with wrestlers, do interviewer, interviews with uh, content creators and, and all that kind of stuff too. So check that out. Thursday nights is Fightful Gaming. Myself and Joel Pearl play Mario Kart. That's every Thursday at uh, 7 p.m. Eastern. And if you have a Nintendo Switch, you can play with us. We do online tournaments and we give you the code. So come and join us. It's always fun having people in there playing games with us. Every Sunday is the Fightful Select Weekender podcast. That's mainly covering the world of independent wrestling. Right after this, I'm going to be watching GCW. Um, and I'll be talking about the show tomorrow along with a lot of other indie stuff. And yeah, check it out. Everything else I got going on, I keep updated on my Twitter. Got live rounds on Tuesday. Got shows with Jesse Davin, my buddy Doug Bateman. Got a whole bunch of stuff going on. I'm kind of like Denise, where you're probably sick of seeing me because we're all over the place so much. But please just show us support and, 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 and keep it positive because we both love wrestling and that's why we're so involved. Exactly. Twitter and Instagram for me at underscore Denise Salcedo, youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo. And I will see you guys next time. Bye everybody. Take care. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac burger, McNuggets or McCrispy sandwich, but you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.